Hello, and welcome to the Call to Both podcast. I'm your host, Joy Michelle, and you're in the right place if you're ready to grow your business while also being the intentional and present mom you want to be. This show will leave you feeling inspired, equipped with tangible tips, and encouraged to go after your own version of being called to both. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to the Call to Both podcast. Today, I'm joined by a repeat guest, Kayla Brent, who attended Elevate with me last month in Nashville and has graciously agreed to join me for this breakdown episode. So we're going to be sharing our biggest takeaways, some of the raw and real moments of leaving our families at home, and what's going to be changing going forward in our businesses as a result of this conference. So as always, The show notes are going to contain everything that we talk about from speakers to books to past episodes like Kayla's first episode back number 16, I think it is, in the podcast where she shared about how to build a simple yet rich life. So after listening to today's episode, definitely go back and listen to that one. So hi, friend. Hello, Joy. I'm so excited to be talking about this. Like We are coming fresh off, like getting back into work, fresh off of the conference, like the the conference high is wearing off and now we're like back in the real world working again back with our kids and all the things. So this is the perfect time. This is real time that we're talking about these things. Yeah, it is, but you know what? I'm actually glad we waited like a week to hit record on this because what's interesting for me at least is I feel like my breakthrough moments have happened as I've thought and processed away, not literally sitting at the conference, but just as a result of the conference, if that makes sense. Oh, Joy, that is so, so good because I feel the exact same way. And this is something like we're already jumping into stuff. You haven't even asked anything yet, but this is something that I feel anybody who goes to a conference or is thinking about attending a conference, I have attended a whole bunch of all different sizes, intimate, small, uh, to bigger than the one we went to and and Elevate was kind of a medium size in almost every single one of them. I don't have my aha moments there. They're always Mm. afterwards. And sometimes I remember my first ones being like, well, I didn't get anything from this. Mm. And it's not that I didn't get anything from this. It was just afterwards when I finally got back home. Like, what did I really start doing? And what what did sink in? Sometimes it, it doesn't hit you until you're actually doing it like, oh, that speaker said something about this. And this really, really helped me. It's kind of like in the moment, like when you get in the moment, whatever it is, those takeaways sometimes happen later or you get those takeaways later. It might not be like a big, huge, oh my goodness. Because a lot of the stuff you might have heard before, but it just hits differently and it really hits in the moment. Yes. And the thing is you you need to hear it again, but it's not like being hit with this ton of bricks in that moment. But that's such a good point. And I like that you mentioned that you've been to a lot of conferences. And for me, this was actually my first proper conference experience, which is wild. Um, I don't know exactly what happened with my whole education experience, but I was in masterminds or one-on-one coaching or workshops. Um, I've done online summits, but I somehow missed the whole like conference train. I mean, being a wedding photographer and then a mom at the same time as being a wedding photographer and then the pandemic, it's just like I somehow missed the opportunity where I saw my friends going to them but the dates just never worked out. And so I kind of like, I want to back up a tiny bit. I want to talk a little bit about first and foremost, our 
friendship, like how we met to give people a little bit of context because we specifically chose to go to this conference together. And that was a big part of the experience for us. Um, so, okay, let's, let's back up. Let's give like the really, really brief version of our friendship. So we're telling our friendship story. Oh, this is yes. my favorite story. Like this is better than both of like our stories of how we met our husbands. Like it's better than that. Which you sorry, want me to, sorry, believe it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Chase. Oh, but it is so much better. So you want me to tell the story? Like a very, I'm going to give the Cliff Notes version. Okay, of our story. You you tell the story, and I'll jump in for any moments of like I don't remember it that way because I feel like there's two versions of the friendship story, right? It depends which friend you ask. But okay, let's legit like 60 second version. Give people some context to when this all began and how we became like business best friends. Okay, so we're backing up to 2019. I was pregnant with my second and I was traveling somewhere. I still don't remember where I was traveling to, probably a conference, how appropriate. And I happened to be at a stop and I jumped on Facebook and I saw that you asked a question in a Facebook group that we were both a part of. And I believe it was a mm -hmm. Rising Tide Society, like leaders group or something like that. Yes. And you asked a question specifically about webinars. And leg legitimately, I just had a webinar that failed me, like literally whipped black, black screen in the middle of my webinar. And I was just like, hey, um, I just had this terrible experience and I want to save you from that. Can you call me? Like, call. Like, we yes. didn't even do that. Like, but I was in the car yeah. and I had a five hour drive and I was like, hey, Joy, let's jump on a call. And yes. then, Joy, what did you do? Literally, and I don't call strangers on the internet normally, but like there was something about Kayla that I was like, all right, let's let's see where this goes. And I now with the context of understanding that you were on a road trip and that that made the most sense, it just makes sense and it's less weird. But at the time, I was like, this is this is eager. I I'll I'll play. Like let's do this. But I wasn't sure and that was so helpful because I was in the middle of, you know, contemplating different softwares, different stuff in my business for a launch. And you came alongside of me and were like directing me. And I feel like just one thing led to another and we never stopped talking. We've literally talked every day since early or mid 2019. And it did seem really weird ass for me to be like, hey, jump on a phone call with me. But like, like we just said, like I was driving. So it wasn't that odd. And whenever we got on the phone, it was like the most natural conversation ever. So, you know, we were just BFF, soul sisters. And literally from that moment on, we've talked every day since. And you were launching, which is why you were asking the question. So we just, and I had just come off a launch. So we connected on that and we bonded over our launches. And so that was how it all started. However, fast forward, here we are in 2023 and we had never met. Like we had done a lot of life together. Uh, we both had children we both had children over Voxer. Yes. And yeah. <laughs> because our entire relationship is based on Voxer. And we went through so many chapters of life together and launches and business like expansions and pivots. And both had our seconds. And I mean, it was, it was needed to happen this year. We had talked about how we needed to start attending more stuff in person and that we needed to do this together. And so we were eyeing conferences and we were waiting and kind of just hoping that it would align with life. So, okay, what made you decide to attend a business conference this year and specifically elevate? Like what were some of the factors for you? 
The factors for me as somebody who has attended conferences uh, in 2018, 2019, I went really hard on conferences and masterminds and all the things. And I traveled all over the country, literally East Coast to West Coast. And I really, in 2023, I wanted to see how it was different, like post-pandemic, because we had we had that dry spell there. And I wanted to see, I, I, I missed it, A, I, we need it. And of course, like the big, the forerunner was, I wanted to go somewhere with joy. Like I wanted us to meet. I wanted us to like get our Voxer conversations in person. <laughs> but another thing is like, just, I wanted to be in person again. And I kind of yeah. wanted to see in my head, I was comparing and contrasting pre and post pandemic. Like mm. had things changed, had they not changed? And if you like, one thing off the top of my head that I will say is different is I feel like people are being much more intentional. I feel like the Elevate Conference was very intentional on every single detail that was there because they know how important and precious the time is. So I did mm. appreciate that because they were like, I feel like all the boxes were checked. Like they were being very mindful, even though this was their first conference. And that's a yeah. We know we were there watching like all the people running around doing all the things. It's a huge, tall order. And yeah. I felt like they're being very intentional. And I feel like a lot of people who are putting on conferences now are being intentional because they know the value of time because it was taken away from us. It was yeah. taken away from us yeah. for two years. Yeah. So now I feel like going to a conference in 2023, if you've never done it, now is the time to do it. That's a good point. Yeah. Cause they know it's been a minute and that it matters and that we're not doing this every other weekend. You know, this is a really big deal and people are taking the time out. I will say though that if you weren't going and we hadn't purposed to go, I probably would not have carved out this time in this season of life with my kids being so young. And I'm so glad that I did. Um, I feel like that was really hard. And there was so much leading up to the conference to prepare for my family and my business and all the things. But if I wouldn't have purchased the ticket and then literally purchased a plane ticket, I could have talked myself out of it. And so I think sometimes just pulling the trigger and saying like, I know I need this and I'm going to have to just figure out how is really important as moms. And I I felt like that was not going to happen otherwise, you know, without you pushing me and then seeing the, of course, a beautiful page of all the speakers. And a few of them I was, I was really particularly excited about, especially Ellen Yin, who is a podcaster. Mm -hmm. And as a podcast host, I was so excited for the chance to meet her and actually did get to meet her and talk to her. So there was like little, little bits of it where just the timing was right. We were going to both be able to make it. We knew we needed to carve out the time. And I'm so glad that we did. So leading up to the conference, okay, I, so I'll start. I'll say how kind of how I felt and what I was expecting and how I prepared because I think this is a whole conversation that looks a little bit different when you have an established business and when you have small children at home. And there's just a lot to put in order before you can leave. And I, for me personally, I feel like this almost snuck up on me a little bit. Like I kept telling yes. myself, it's in January, we have time. So like the whole end of 2022, I was like, oh, that's coming up, but like, I don't need to worry about it. And then suddenly it was like days away. Boom. And the yes, like time to pack, time to plan the logistics for the kids, for the business, to leave home for three nights, to get on an airplane. 
And this was personally my first time leaving the kids by myself. So Felipe and I had gone on one anniversary trip last year where we left both the kids, but this was different. This was, you know, we need Felipe had to change his schedule at work. Our nanny had to extend her hours. Like this really did look different and it looked different even on the team side of my business. So on the day I left, Honestly, I was feeling like this is a lot. Like this is so much work. I'm already so tired. I'm almost like too tired to to expect a lot because there's just so much that went into leaving. And I had this feeling of like, oh man, I don't know if this is worth it, but I have to go get on a plane now and travel by myself, which I don't like love, but I will say after leaving the country with my children to go to my sister's destination <laughs> wedding last year, the end of last year, um, it felt like a spa day to be at the airport by myself. Like just spa day, an yes. actual spa day to just be at the airport by myself, sitting, like literally sitting, listening to Voxers, talking to my coach, sipping my you know cinnamon dolce latte. Like it was hot. It, it was hot. A hot it was coffee. Hot. And so that was – It was hot. It, it started looking up from there. Once I was through security and I was like, okay, this is happening. The flight is on time. I was like, okay, okay, wait. This is – I needed this. This is really good. Yes. But I will say there was like a mental mountain to climb to just leaving. Did you feel that yes. at all? Yes. Oh, sister. <laughs> um which I mean, like you want to talk about like mental illnesses here. Like I definitely struggle with anxiety. I have gotten better now that my uh, youngest is around two, but I used to have this horrible separation anxiety from my children. I mean, it was debilitating. The only thing I can explain it is that it was homesickness, mm -hmm. like a homesickness feeling whenever I left them. And so if you're listening to this and it's something that you have, let me tell you every time I left my children, whether it was one or two, for years, I did it. I felt it. It was terrible, but it was always worth it. Like I mm -hmm. always got something personally, professionally, there was always something there. So it was the same thing with this one. So with this one, exactly what you were saying, I'm echoing everything. It's just like, oh my goodness. Like I've gone to a whole bunch of these, but I drove to Nashville, which is a seven hour drive from where I, I'm at. And like just doing things that I need to do to make sure that we, we were safe, like getting my oil changed and tires rotated and all of that, just checking all of these boxes before we left. It's just like, is this going to be worth it? Yeah. Like getting my, getting my husband lined out, making sure clothes are washed and ready. So, cause he has both the kids doing both mom and dad duty. I wanted to make it, you know, as easy as possible while right. I'm gone. All of the things were going on. Uh, however, I have gone to conferences in the past. I, I already knew the payout. It's like, if you're on the fence uh, and you haven't done one yet, just do one because you know the payout. Like you're going to know this sucks. It always sucks. It doesn't get any easier, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, leaving does not get any easier yeah. because there's always a sick kid. There's always, there's always going to be something happening. Yeah. But just remembering why you're doing it yeah. and remembering why this fills your cup, both personally and professionally, and how much better you're going to be after you come home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. And I, I felt less crazy when you were saying that it was a lot to to process and to think about, but also like you had this hope of like, it was always worth it in the past. So this is good. And for me, this was like a first in some context. So I was like, man, is this worth it? And 
I mean, I will say, like, let me just skip right to the end. 100%, it was worth it. And I'm, I want to unpack that. I want to talk about like some of my biggest takeaways and just things that I'm going to be implementing. But what was so profound is the simplicity of just the white space, like having margin to take two full days to just be thinking about business and learning and I could kind of just say like, no, my job right now is literally to be sitting here and thinking about the direction of my business. And I love that it was at the beginning of the year too, because um, to me, I feel like we're still very much at the start of the year. Things are just kind of getting rolling. January is like a practice month and now we're in it. And I was like, okay, I, I'm here now. And I think it until, and especially when you're in the thick of it with multiple kids and really young kids, you don't even like fully realize how badly you need it until you're there, like sitting in a gorgeous hotel room and nobody needs you. I was like, man, half of the half of the experience was just not being needed, which was such a such a great break. And I think a break that our brains need in order to like get more clarity, to really think about goals and the big picture and to just have margin for a minute to absorb these trainings and you know figure out what what pieces of this can apply now. So that was that was just so huge. So, okay. Yes. My next question for you, Mm -hmm. what is one thing that surprised you about the conference? Like maybe something unexpected or a lesson, just really anything. Okay. I'm glad you ended with the, just the really anything. And because this kind of piggybacks on just what you were saying about like having margin and whatnot, literally my favorite part of the conference. And this is just for me in the season that I'm in right now. My favorite part of the conference was when me and you got to go back to the hotel in our separate queen beds and we just got to like regurgitate everything. That yeah. was my favorite part because we are we were just being mindful of what we needed in the season that we're in, in the moment that we're in after like listening to speakers all day. All we needed to do was get in comfy clothes and yeah. talk about what we just learned. Process I, it. Yeah. Process it. And and yeah. I just love that uh, even one night we missed a um, a party that was going on. That was a part of the conference that we were invited to. I'm sure there was food and drinks. I'm sure it was a great time. But Joy and I were both on the same page probably because we are wired very similarly and we're also in the same season of life. We were like, we just need a moment. Yeah. Like we just... We just need a moment to process everything. So that was my favorite part yeah. of the conference. And I have never done that, by the way. I've never, ever done that. Um, oh, interesting. Never, I've never had the opportunity to do that. Normally, I have been with people. Uh, I've done things like we rented an Airbnb. So there was multiple people. And it's kind of like you follow the crowd. Of course, uh, if you're in a room with like, or a house with 10 people, everybody's going, you're not going to stay behind. Gotcha. So I that is a really good, I didn't even think about that until I said that out loud. If, especially if it's your first time going to a conference, a piece of advice that I would give is to go with people who are very similar to you. Because mm-hmm. if you go with somebody who is, I, I like to stay out and party all night and I can wake up in the morning and be ready to learn. Uh, don't go with that person. If you're like me, yeah. I need to get my, um, I need rest to be able yeah. to retain anything yes. in the morning. So yeah. Or just book your own room because I feel like when we went into this conference, we were kind of doing this in a very like permission giving way of saying like, I paid to be here. I'm going to take the parts I want. One morning we were dragging a little bit. We missed the bus. So we just took a lift and we were, we didn't, 
freak out about it. And I do feel like a few years ago, I would have been very like, but the schedule said we have to be here at this time. And I was just very much like, we get there when we get there. And if we don't we get, get there, there when we get there, we don't get there. And if anybody gets that quote from the office, we're besties because that's one of my favorites. And Pam said it when she's not going to the hospital, when she's in denial that she's in labor. So, okay. Love that. Okay. I My next question for you, what is something that you learned about yourself as a result of the conference? Oh, this one's so personal. Okay. We're getting personal on the podcast. I can go first if you need a minute to think. No, I know what I'm going to say. Okay, it's say just it. personal. <laughs> it's just personal. Like, what did I learn about myself? Uh, and you'll get this. And I just need everybody who's listening to this just to kind of follow along on social media so you'll have some context of where I'm at in my life and all the things. But like, I just got so much. Every speaker that got up there, I was like, Kayla, you're playing small. Like, you're mm. keeping yourself small. Like, you in the back of your small. head, you knew. Oh, like, Kayla, you like, I, I could just, every time someone came up, the thing, the takeaway that I took away from it was like, you're playing small. Like, I love play, play a bigger game. And yeah. I won't go into what all that means for me. You're just going to have to follow along to see what all that means. But that is yes. what I got from all of it. Yes. Well, if you want to follow along, it's Kayla Brent on Instagram and she does a, a live show every week and it's really, really fun. Okay. So one thing, I'll share mine. Yeah. I think the first thing that comes to mind though is the thing that I learned about myself was that I need to be more intentional about taking time to do this kind of thing. Um, because like I said, having the days to do it was huge. But then also I feel like there was this ripple effect where when you make a move, it signals to your brain that like the things you're doing, it's like you're like fist pumping. Yes. Like if anyone can yes. see Kayla, yes. he's fist pumping. Like there's this ripple effect where – I, I booked this conference and then I, I go. And immediately I want I, I signed a three-month coaching contract with my coach. And now I'm like, oh, now I'm listening to new books. And it's like everything, all that momentum that you're looking for can be easier to get on the other side of action. And I always, always say action breeds clarity. So if you're looking yes. for clarity, you have to take some action. Maybe it's not the perfect conference. Maybe you don't meet the you know speaker of your dreams or you don't get that like download in that moment where you're sitting there and you're thinking, this is it. This is my breakthrough moment that I think sometimes we're expecting, but like there will be a residual effect of just the the signal to your brain, the signal to your business, the signal to everyone in your life. Like I am doing this, I'm here for this and I'm showing up for this. And I just feel like those were just a few things that came that I took action after saying, I'm going to this, I'm getting on a plane. I'm just going to have to get over the fact that I'm not super thrilled about the travel, but I'm going to do it. And then it you know, you do it and then you feel like so emboldened to do yes. the next thing. And so yes. that was that was something I learned about myself. Yes. And we've both said in our Voxer conversations, trying to put into words like how we feel. And it's almost like a kink toes. Like these, especially for me as somebody who was doing conferences and masterminding in person and doing all the things. Well, for two years, it's been like a kink toes, like all this potential, but there's just something there. And it's just kind of like, we went, we did it and it's unblocked and things are just flowing more easily. I guess that's the yeah. only way that I can put it into words. It seems like, okay, I got out of a rut. 
And, you know, 2022 had its, every year has its own set of challenges, but 2022 was rough. And now we are ready to get back in it. And we are more energized and excited about what we're doing it both, both personally and professionally, honestly. Yeah. I actually found it really inspiring to talk to other people that were attendees and just hear what they were doing and then follow them on Instagram and meet like in real life other people and then see Instagram accounts from the real people. I don't know. This was like mind-blowing for me as someone who works online from home and then also I have little kids. I don't get out much and it's been a pandemic. So like you mix all those things together. It's been a minute. And so that was really refreshing and interesting to just hear like all the cool businesses that these women are building. I met like a travel agent and a designer and a copywriter and Mm -hmm. a bookkeeper. And I'm like, oh, there's so many people doing so many cool things. And it's just really rewarding to be able to actually like brush elbows with people again. Which is a yes. lot for me to say as an introvert, yes. but I was, I'm was i here for it. I peopled. I peopled really hard. Um, you did. Okay. And you did great. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So do you have like a top takeaway or quote or anything that you learned from like the talks or even talks with like other creatives when we were networking or just hanging out? The one talk, which we sat across from this extraordinary photographer named Laura. I believe her photography company is called Reese & Co. It's out of Denver, Colorado. And something that I really loved that we we were just happened to sit across from her and speaking with her was about how she was kind of in the next season of life, like just the next, like yeah. not like, not like that she's you know, uh, has an empty nest, but she has like preteens and whatnot Mm -hmm. in talking about her businesses and how excited she is about her business and how it's grown. And then she has scaled down, but it's still just as big, like and how she's still growing and excited and what she's planning on doing. And I tell you, it doesn't matter if you're a photographer, not a photographer, just like seeing her energy and the joy that she has and being, you know, in her forties doing this. And when we're in our thirties, that for me was just like, heck yes. Like I am in this for the long haul. Like I can still be excited about my business, even though I'm doing like, I'm what we are decades into this. I know I've been doing photography for 10 years, 10 plus years. And she's over here 20 plus years and like, this Mm. is what I plan on doing this year. And I'm really wanting to start this. And I would love to hear your ideas on this. And I'm like, that in and of itself was worth it. Like just to see that, to see her joy and excitement. And, and like you were saying, just rubbing elbows with people who are excited to do what we do in the time that we do it. It doesn't matter like what kind of conference you go to, whether it's specifically for what you do. Uh, for ours, it was like to all creative. So there are people doing all kinds of different things. Um, it's just really refreshing and wonderful to see people in all seasons of life and talking to them yeah. and talking about their struggles and their goals and just seeing them get after it and do the dang thing. Yeah. It was kind of like looking into your own future and seeing like, oh, this is just the beginning. Like it gets better as our kids are getting older. Like the, I don't know. It was a really cool I, – I believe that that was meant to happen. We were supposed to meet Laura because it's just like looking into that just next season. Yes. So for me, and I, I don't remember who said it, but it was during one of the panels and there was a panel about the future of marketing and I think like the digital and online space. And someone said, companies don't fail, founders quit. And 
when I, so that challenged me a lot. And so I've been thinking about this a lot in the past week and it makes you take such extreme ownership over the direction of your business and what's happening. (laughs) At first I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And then I was like, but it's true. But it's true. But it's true. And so that like I have written a couple of times in this week that has followed. And then another thing that I really, really liked, it was something that Ellen Yin said, and she had a whole talk about content creation and brands and then building streams of revenue from those brands. So if you want to build out digital offers, courses, memberships, anything like that, definitely check out Ellen. She has an amazing podcast called Cubicle to CEO and just just so much good stuff. But she was talking about a lot of different elements of your buyers. And one thing that I really liked was that she was saying, you really want to be building a list of buyers and not freebie seekers. And that your your email list like does not matter if those people don't want to buy from you. So she really encourages what she called like a profit stacking model where you would have lower priced offers to almost prove that these people are buyers and not freebie seekers. And then she layers it and she has a whole beautiful methodology behind it. But that got my wheels turning. And so I'm thinking about that and looking at ways to incorporate that into my business. Um, But like she, I just loved her talk and I loved everything that she was talking about because she really was talking about like the content creator versus the brand role. And as someone who creates content week in and week out, I feel like I've straddled this line a little bit of being a business owner and a coach and but also an entertainer and like an educator and a content creator where like the content is the business as well. And so it was just really inspiring to see like what she's done personally, but also how she teaches the monetization strategies and just her recommendations. So I was like, that was my expectations were exceeded for sure in that area. Yes. And I love how both of your takeaways were like from the talks themselves, like directly, like you were like, my takeaways are from like the speakers. I was taking notes, like Joy is a note taker. Yeah. So am I, but like Joy, like that's where she gets her stuff. And my thing is like, I'm, I'm like wanting to talk to the people. So, uh, whenever we were talking about like, go, go with somebody who is similar than you, like, yes, if you are like, what their like batteries, like what their expectation may be for the entertainment goes in the sense, but me and Joy are very different on those aspects, which is why when we came in at the end of the night, which was probably both of our favorite parts, like Joy was bringing the action of like, Hey, this is what I got from the speaker. And I like totally missed that. Like, (laughs) Oh, I missed that. I was probably talking to Laura. I was like flipping through my notes. Like, let me remind you. Okay. And friends, listen, I brought highlighters. Okay. Highlighters. I limited myself to two colors because I I didn't check any luggage. Kayla did not have a pen. Okay. We got to the conference and she leans over and says, do you have a pen? And I was like, yes. Which one would you like? Because I have a pen subscription. Okay. So- she does. She a does. Different. Like- <laughs> she does. But to be fair, to be fair, no, I did not have a pen, but I did bring a coffee machine. Yes, Joy. You brought your I, entire Nespresso and it I saved did. our lives every morning. It was actually the best decision. We we agonized over that a little bit, but yes, it was we the did. best decision. Yes. Okay. My my last question for you before we share like final thoughts is do you have anything that you are going to be doing differently in your business or just like you've decided like this is now a priority. I'm going to move forward on this. Like 
as a result of taking this time, going to a conference and just like pouring into yourself? Oh, that's a good question. And I think that I have a pretty good answer because of the fact that this is something that's been sitting with me and I just watched it happen time and time again at the conference. I am just going to make sure to like do things and do them scared. So whatever yeah. I'm doing, I'm just going to do them. And I've done this before, but there's been a lot of times that I will... Um, Th thoughts will go through my head like, oh, I shouldn't do that. This person's going to see that. What are they going to think of this? And I've just decided like that is no more. I, I, we both Joy and I heard amazing, amazing talks like people like the bartenders that were there hired there were stopping what they were doing and listening to talk or listening to these talks and literally we saw these amazing speakers. They are human. And you could tell before they walked on stage that they were nervous. And I don't know why that made it be like, I, I appreciated that, that they didn't put a front on. They could have like stood there and did this fist pump and acted like, oh, everything is just grand. I'm about to go over there, do my job. But you can tell that they were almost, and maybe nervous is the wrong word. They were being very mindful of what they were about to say. Not like this is easy. I was yeah. born to do this. They didn't show up and because I was watching them. I don't know why. I'm just that kind of person. I was watching them before they went on stage. I wanted to see yeah. how they were acting. And you could just tell, like, they were being very mindful, really just being, like, uh, bracing themselves, like, really showing up and being intentional about what they were going to say, and then brought the heat and just yeah. brought down the house. So that is something that I'm taking away from this conference. It's just to do it, do it scared. And, and my goal is to have the bartender one day, you know, look up from, you know, he's not even there for, he's not even a creative creative person they're bartending or he may be maybe that he was inspired to be who knows to have them look up and watch because literally there were so many talks that everybody in the room you could hear a pin drop but yeah they did it scared they did it, they scared. Did it scared I love that you're gonna do things and you're gonna do them scared and you're right though there's something about seeing like the realness and the humanity in someone when they seem nervous or pensive and then th they deliver the talk and then they're so happy and relieved afterwards. Yes. And you're like, oh, yes. you're just like me. Like you're literally just like me. The only difference is you're actually doing stuff instead of thinking about it. So yeah, I mean, that, that was powerful. I feel like, okay, so I had two things I was thinking about and I had more time to think about these things because I created the questions. So probably why our answers are very different. First is I'm going to be selling more. I'm going to be making more offers and I'm going to be telling people exactly what I want them to do. Yes, queen. Um, so that's the first one. And that I was already like in the motion of happening, just the books that I've been reading. But there's one book that I was suggested to read in the conference and that was Overcoming Under Earning. And I immediately went home, downloaded it. I've been listening to it. Really good. Like really, really, really good. And it's super powerful really for any woman that feels underpaid for what she's doing. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what you are making, but if you feel that you should be making more, you are very likely under earning. And that's what this book is about. And so I have been literally, I'm listening, I'm doing the journaling exercises. Like- oh. I'm here for it. And I loved the money talks. I didn't know that I was going to because there were a few money talks during the conference. Um, one of them about like more financial planning. Yeah. Um, and then one of them was like more money mindset. And 
like getting past your pricing, I think, and like your pricing being your worth and your business being your worth and just like really, it was, it was really, really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that was like a catalyst for, for me to like say, yeah, actually I think I'm going to like really double down on that. So like the books that I'm listening to right now are only like mindset and money. And so I'm in like a mindset and money phase. So get ready, everyone. (laughs) I love it. Repeat the title of that book again. I know you're going to have it in the show notes and all the things, but what was it called? It's called Overcoming Under Earning. See, Joy takes notes at the conference. Joy, <laughs> I did. Joy takes notes at the conference. And so that's why you need to go with somebody with like Joy. When I am usually a note taker in like a university setting, but at a conference, I'm like talking to people and it's a problem. But that is so great. Okay, that was your first one. Was there another one, Joy? So no, just the making more offers and then the book that I decided to listen to. I was like, those are like the things that I'm going to be doing differently and moving forward and like implementing. And I I mean, there's probably a lot more. I think, you know, the one other thing I was going to say is like just showing up before you can really see the full path. Because I think, you know, that is such an easy way. It sounds very logical. Like I'm not exactly sure where I'm taking my brand or I'm trying to pivot and I want to add this new offer, but I'm just not quite sure like where it's going to go. And that sounds so logical. And I think as women, like we can talk ourselves out of things very quickly because it sounds like that's that that's fair. You don't know where it's going to go or you you're, you don't have a lot of time and you're arguing right. other things or it's probably not going to make money. She's already doing it and she look at she's doing it really really well. And I I think really just deciding like as soon as you have that idea, that download or that thing and you're like, I feel kind of called to do this thing before you can talk yourself out of it go take one action towards it. Go like make a quick story on Instagram talking about it. Pull your audience. See if they're interested. Reach out to a friend. Say, hey, I want you to ask me about this in 30 days and see if I've done anything. Send that brave email saying like, hey, I really come on your podcast. Like do something before you can talk yourself out of it. And I think like just a tiny little brave action towards the thing that you want is often – just exactly what you need to take that next tiny brave action. Yes. Um, and it, it's so fun how like like you said, when you're in a talk and what you're listening to, you get your takeaways. And I think it was like this recurring theme of like just doing stuff anyway and being scrappy and having grit and follow through regardless of your certainty in your business. Right. Actually, especially when you have uncertainty in your business. So those were so good. Yes. This was such a fun recap. This is so great. And it's like if anybody gets anything of this, think this podcast episode is brought to you by a Facebook group of you asking a question, me answering it, and both of us deciding to get on a call. So, and which yeah. led to a whole friendship and a whole, we got to go on the Elevate conference experience together, but it's because we took an action and we were yeah. both really bold in doing that. So it's like one, one tiny step in the right direction. You have no idea where it's going to take you. You had no idea yes. asking that question in that Facebook group was going to get you to, and me, me asking you to get on a call like a weirdo. Well, and you know what I'm going to link in the show notes is if anybody is feeling like they're doing business alone and they would like to find their business bestie or their tribe or some peer-to-peer relationships, I'm going to link a talk that Kayla and I did actually a live over on Instagram. So I'm going to link that because we had a whole 
talk on how you can actually find your people and how this transformed our businesses, but how you can actually replicate this. And I think that would actually be really helpful. Yes. So I will link that in the show notes. Before we wrap up, tell people where they can follow you and um, get your things, download your mobile presets, like yes. come be obsessed with Kayla. Yes. Um, I love to hang out on Instagram. I do a weekly live video and you can find me just from my name, Kayla Brent, B-R-I-N-T, uh, every Tuesday at noon Central Standard Time. I go live there. We have a lot of fun. I would love to connect with you. And also I'm a part of Joy's Photo Boss Group. So if you like literally we met in a Facebook group. So if you have questions there, I am also in that group as well. And uh, just tag me because I'm there as well. Ah, uh, so good. So perfect. We'll have all of this linked up in the show notes. Kayla, this was amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know I'll have you back. Yes. I was like, you're stuck with me. I am. I am happy about it. <laughs> all right. Bye friend. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you enjoyed this episode, please help me get the word out about the call to both podcast by taking a screenshot of this episode right now and sharing it on your social media. I would also appreciate it if you would subscribe and leave me a five-star review. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode.